Hey, welcome back to the show. Let's revisit our top story. Today at uh, 3 o'clock, we spoke to a housing minister, Ravi Kelo, uh, as he tabled new legislation that his government hopes will cut back on home building construction times by pre-zoning land. Now, the bill would uh, also create a new amenity cost charge tool. That's government speak, if there there was one, that would give uh, builders and municipalities a more transparent understanding of the costs associated with a housing housing project from the start. Um, Now, this all comes, of course, after a previous uh, announcement by the government uh, just last month where they had tabled legislation once again that will allow developers to start building a minimum of three and up to six units on lots uh, currently zoned for single-family homes, depending on where they're located. Um, And, of course, they also legalize secondary suites and laneway homes across the province as well. Now, one of the things I did ask the the minister at 3 o'clock is, with the accumulation of all this legislation, does he worry that he is bigfooting municipalities? Because at its core, a mayor and a council are the closest to let local residents. They're the ones who are going to hear about what is occurring in their neighborhoods. They'll be running into these people, not just at City Hall, but at the local grocery store. It is the very nature of municipal politics. They're the closest to residents, closest to taxpayers. So I did ask him about the worry that Victoria was bigfooting uh, local governments and local autonomy. Take a listen. We're not saying that they can, uh, that, you know, we're not picking for them what they can charge. Mm-hmm. We're giving them a list of things that they may have uh, needs for but of course it's the community is going to decide what what their uh, amenities are and what they need and yeah over a couple of years they may say you know what that amenity isn't necessarily what's needed right now something else is needed and there are provisions for them to uh, to to make that change but what's key here is that we're building in a level of transparency where instead of those negotiations happening uh, you know in, in closed doors uh, now it's very public. What are the amenities the community wants to build? What are the costs associated? No negotiating, no conversations. But if local governments, uh, you know, after a couple of years say, you know what, we want to adjust it, there's mechanisms for them to adjust it. Uh, that was uh, Housing Minister Ravi Kaila uh, speaking to us at 3 o'clock. Well, joining me now uh, is Eric Woodward. He's the Township of Langley Mayor, and he knows one thing about fast-going communities. Uh, Langley Township is one of those, that's for sure. Uh, and uh, he has been a good friend of this show and always provides good context for us. Uh, Eric, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me back on this one. Yeah, it's, it doesn't end, does it? So your thoughts, first and foremost, I know it's early stages, the devil's in the details, as they say, but your thoughts on the overarching uh, broad announcement by the minister today? Yeah, the transition to an amenity cost charge program, you know, for us is going gonna, is gonna to create some challenges around timelines and flexibility. Um, you know, those comments are interesting. Uh, the CAC, or the Community Amenity Contribution Program here in the township, already is public, already is transparent, already is well-known. Uh, we don't operate similar to Vancouver, where we try to do a per-negotiation, per-development. So we don't slow things down for years while we do that. Um, you know, do we, here we are again with this uh, one-size-fits-all approach. When we're not even doing that, we can get an application approved in less than a year. Because we're not doing a process like Vancouver, and uh, here we are again. I think uh, being essentially, con- you know, lumped in with something like Vancouver that can't get their act together on housing, and now we have to change the processes that are working very well for us, and going to create a lot of problems. Um, one could argue that well, if you're already doing your job, you, the legislation may not impact you. Do you think this, this this legislation will have some impact on your community and the ability of City Hall, uh, its public servants, and its elected officials to actually yeah. do the job? 
Yeah, Bill Bill forty six less so. Um, you know, it is going to create some some delays, and as we transition, it, there'll be some cash flow implications that we're going to have to address. We currently collect those fixed rate amenity fees at, during the rezoning process, and if that's deferred until building permit. Uh, there'll be some cash flow issues that that will have to be dealt with during a transition. Mm-hmm. It's the pre-zoning of land. So if we're required to pre-zone for single family uh, to be allowed to have six-unit apartment buildings by June, uh, I'm not sure we'll be able to transition that program on the same time frame. And it, the program on the pre-zoning of land combined with this ACC program, which I know the minister thinks addresses the issues, it does not address road and, and greenway dedications or how to secure park and school sites within developing areas like Langley or Surrey. And so again, uh, you know, they're, they're taking this Vancouver approach where everything is built out and applying it in communities where it's not relevant and doesn't apply. What would you have done if you were in the, if you were in the same position as the housing minister? What, what, what would you have recommended? Yeah, I actually really appreciate that because we are working on solutions to present to the ministry. And uh, as I brought up before, you know, we haven't been consulted at all. And so we are sort of trying to put some solutions together. The obvious one for us is if we have a housing needs report that demonstrates we need to produce six to 7,000 units every five years, that we either meet those targets with a range of housing types, um, or then we have to comply with single-family zoning for six-unit apartment buildings. If we're able to meet our housing targets and meet the demand for housing in our community, in excess of our targets even, then why are these other measures being imposed upon us? And that's going to be our solution. The other solution is going to be exempting every new single-family subdivision created after 2020. Explain that to me further. Sorry, all single-family homes exempted after 2020, built after 2020? Yeah, because the real challenge with Langley and Surrey is we're creating, uh, you know, a supply of some new single-family housing on compact lots that that the minister wants to have uh, four to six units on. Meanwhile, we're able to produce rural home, town home, and apartment buildings on all of this undeveloped land that we have here in the township, and, and Surrey has the same opportunity. And so... We're not able to create those anymore because the minister is going to require us to put six units on them. So we've asked if we're creating a percentage of our development and creating all the missing middle, why not allow us to also create a small amount of single-family subdivisions? We're not able to create those anymore. And so we would like to see an exemption for all new single-family subdivisions created after 2020, and that would mean we could then create those with confidence and while we create lots of townhomes, lots of row homes, lots of apartment buildings through the range of our housing needs, and that opportunity, that balance that we are providing for our own community and for the region mm-hmm. is being taken away from us. Do you think this is just done? I mean, I, I get the consultation or the lack of consultation which you bring up. But, you know, Victoria just seems to be, for broad provincial legislation, I understand, but housing is so personal in regards to need, uh, in regards to where you put housing even in a community, right? These are issues that can go for years where you fight and debate. Uh, you know, I have a subdivision near my home that took 30 years uh, to get approved in Tawasson uh, because people are so committed to their local community. I mean, is Victoria the right place to actually solve some of the housing issues? I know there's some broader issues they can handle, but when with what you're explaining to me right now, none of this works for you folks out in the township of Langley. No, and the thing is we have such a great opportunity for the Metro Vancouver region because we're one of the last uh, large communities in the region to develop. So we have that 2,000 acres of urban land that we're creating new neighborhoods on. 
and we're not going to be able to create a balance of housing types anymore. We'll have to transition completely to townhome and row home and not have that balanced secondary suite or small single family neighborhood mm-hmm. um, as part of that overall balance. And so I think you, you know, you, the, the question that pretty much answers itself, why not allow communities to meet targets within housing needs reports that are in the legislation and have us determine how we're going to create that housing and not determine that because Carisdale or Mayor, uh, sorry, the uh, city of Vancouver won't densify their single neighbor neighborhoods, that our single family neighborhoods also have to be to be taken down this road when we can provide housing in other ways. Uh, Eric, as always, thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you.